Hello and welcome to Speedrun, the fast talking video game podcast where we talk about pretty much anything gaming that interests oh, us. Oh, oh, so close. So close. <laughs> I was close. How, how far off was I that time? time? Not, you were closer than the past few episodes. I'm proud of you. That was good. I mean, I, I just mm-hmm. kind of gave up the past few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> You're Jamie, I'm Jazzy, and with us is none other than the Gecko Guild. Hello. Uh, I go by Saren, by the way, on my channel, if you want to call me Saren. Hello, Saren. Yes. Hello, Mm -hmm. Saren. You've gone through a rebrand since our last episode. I did. I was previously Arcade Ashland. So, uh, but you're back. Uh, We're doing two episodes again on the same topics as before, because we'd like having you on. Yes. Mm, Thank you. I like being here. Yeah. What have you been up so, to since last week? Uh, well, I did my rebrand, um, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm feeling very good about it. Um, it's kind of like sparked a new fire under my ass to keep making content, which makes me happy. Um, mm-hmm. Also, can I swear? Is that allowed? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Um, I just wanted to make sure. But... Yeah, so that's been happening, and I've also been playing a lot of new and exciting games, um, which we'll probably talk about in our next episode. And um, I've been working on a new YouTube video that I'm super excited about as well. Awesome. Ooh. Yeah, no, that Very sounds cool. really good. What's the video on if you're comfortable talking about it? Sure. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, <clears throat> but essentially I'm doing a case study of Genichiro Ashina um, in Sekiro. Ooh. To talk about uh, to talk about Ludo narrative design in, in Sekiro. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I'm here for this. I'm very, very here for this. Yeah, I'm basically going to talk about how his his three separate uh, boss encounters throughout the game are like perfect examples of Ludo narrative design in Sekiro. Nice, very yeah. nice. Absolutely, but we are not talking about Sekiro today. Instead, no. instead, what we're talking about. It's children's card games. Not, <laughs> not yet. Because not, not yet. Because, Jazzy, we've reached a major milestone, haven't we? We have reached a major milestone. We have received our first affiliate sponsorship thing. Nice. Oh, yes. I don't know. To, I mean, do we, do we just call it like a, our first a affiliate deal? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We got an affiliate yeah. link. We got an affiliate link. Click it and buy stuff. Now, I've never been much of a mobile gamer, but forget everything you know about about games because Raid Shadow Legends is unfortunately not sponsoring this this podcast. (laughs) No, and said Podbean itself, the platform that we are hosted on, uh, actually, they actually sent an email our way, and we now have an affiliate link. If you would like to start a podcast of your own, uh, then go to podbean.com slash speedrun or use the code speedrun at checkout. Uh, and we'll get a little nice kickback if you, use, do, if you use some paid podcast hosting with them. You should do it, especially in gaming podcasts. There are, I know people are like, oh, but that's competition. No, that's, that's, that's more podcasts. Yeah, that's more podcasts in this wonderful niche of the internet that we love and more podcast for us to listen to because even though i make a podcast i also avidly listen to podcasts and if you need More someone people making to podcasts ed- is a good 
Sorry, go ahead. If you need someone to edit your new podcast, you can drop me a line at jazzy at stuffweplay.com if you need some editing because I need to keep the lights on here. Wink! Hey, there we go. <laughs> Seriously, though, she's, she's a pro and she's fantastic. And if you want a good sample of her work, just listen to Speedrun because she does an amazing job. Oh, you making, you're making me blush. Oh, but I, I really do mean it, girl. You're fantastic. Oh, thank you. So, uh, I guess to preface this to start off, I recently sent a few games your way, and one of them was Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, what, Forbidden Memories on PS1? Yes, and I've been playing the hell out of it. Me and my partner have both been going hard on it, and one of our like little couple activities is uh, we've been playing games of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, together, and whenever one of us beats the other, we'll go like, ah, shit, and like grind out more cards in our decks. And I just realized that uh, no, that wasn't your telegram, listener. That was my telegram that just pinged. <laughs> I'm very sorry. That's okay. I was going to say, oh, crap. I should probably start the timer. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, gosh. That was a good time yeah. to do yeah. that. But we've been playing but... Forbidden Memories a lot, and it's a really, really good game. It took some time to get used to because it plays nothing like regular Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, it, it plays by its own rules, and it's really cool in that regard. If you've ever played uh, Reshef of Destruction or the Sacred Cards for the Game Boy Advance, which is easily one of my favorite consoles, it plays a lot like that. And it's really, really cool. That's that's a good and also it's really cool. Maybe potential Jazzcraft episode down the line or something, because you're the first person I've heard to speak positively on the game. I should mention I have no opinion on it. I've never played it. But, yeah, it takes it takes a little time to get used to, but once you do, it is so, so fun. Absolutely. Now, I guess going back, last time we were talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament memories, but I feel like we all have some Yu-Gi-Oh! game memories as well. What what, what do you think, Saren? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I've had some some pretty interesting games for sure. Uh I well, like if we're talking about like decks, I I used to have a, a Fire King's deck that was different than any other Fire King deck because I I ran Ninkendog, mm-hmm. which was which was super fun because Ninkendog is a very silly card and it's very suboptimal. But I did it for a specific reason to get out a uh, a card called uh, Lightning Chidori. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it was just silly playing like Ninja Dogs in my deck. Yeah, Ninkan Dog um, is very, very silly, I will confirm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, I just, like, you know, anytime you play, like, an Exodia deck or anything along those lines, it's always silly fun, at least for you. Maybe not yeah. for the other person, but... <laughs> Maybe not for the CPU. Like, yeah. in, in Link Evolution, I put together an Exodia deck just to, like, blast through the story mode as fast as possible just to unlock all the packs, and it's, like, I almost feel bad for the computer. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those poor bastards. Those poor bastards. But one of the games that I really um, enjoy, I feel like there's a lot of games that get dunked on a lot in the Yu-Gi-Oh! canon. Um, One of those being Dark Duel Stories, which I really do not... I do not care for Dark Duel Stories, but I know people do. And then people dunk on Forbidden Memories all the time because it's not like regular Yu-Gi-Oh! And then, sure, but uh, Sacred Cards and Reshef of Destruction that I just mentioned 
are not only very different from regular Yu-Gi-Oh in that they use type advantages and disadvantages. Uh, so that's mm. pretty fucked up. You can only have a maximum of five cards in hand. And if you have five, you don't draw another card on your at the beginning of your next turn. And it's weird. And they're just really weird, quirky, top-down RPGs with card battles. But if you can look past that, they're so unique and so cool. But when it comes to, like, my favorite one, that'd be Eternal Duelist Soul for the GBA. Because it uses, oh, like, it's so good. It uses the exact correct rules. And when I was growing up, a ton of other people also had it. So we would bust out the GBA link cables and, you know, throw down at lunch. And it was great. I think my um my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh game that I've played is probably Duelist of the Rose. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's a yeah. unique one. It's like nothing like actual Yu-Gi-Oh. It's much more of like it's played on a board. Um, and I don't remember exactly how you play it, but it's it's more like a, almost like a tactical game than it is like a card game. It's very very interesting. It's almost the like Dungeon it, it is Yu-Gi-Oh themed. It's almost like Dungeon Dice that, Monsters sorry? in a way. It is kind of a like a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, was was that Dungeon Dice Monsters game on GBA any good? Uh, I played a little bit of it. Um, it 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 also takes time to get used to, but you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoy most of everything in the Yu-Gi-Oh franchise. No, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I've really been enjoying kind of getting back into it again. I really want to play Eternal Duelist Soul again uh, since I I actually have a physical again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally gave Duelist of the Roses a shot recently, and I really like it. My goodness, do some of those battles take forever? Oh my they god, they do. They yeah. can take a some lot of time. Take like an hour long. Mm-hmm. Like it is very much so a game where you do like one battle and then you save and you come back to it later and do another. But the game very much so knows it's that type of thing because you know it's mostly battles and you know we're we're here for it. Mm-hmm. There's another game. Uh... Also within the Yu-Gi-Oh franchise, that's like that, um, and that would be the Falsebound Kingdom for GameCube, and it is one of the most mm-hmm. maligned titles. And when really? I say maligned, I mean people hate this game. I love this game. Um, it is. It has nothing to do with cards at all. It's a real-time strategy game, and every time, instead of like the real-time strategy game where they like shoot at each other or whatever, like in StarCraft. Instead, when two units, they have like a radius, like a circle around them, right? And when any two units, like of opposing factions, uh, intersect with each other, it opens up a three-on-three turn-based Pokemon battle with dual monsters. (laughs) And Hmm. you have items in your inventory that you can use like a trainer. And it's like, it's the weirdest cross-section. It's basically, imagine if Pokemon was an RTS and you, as the god controller, all the units you controlled were trainers with teams of three Pokemon. And you set them up with items, and you send them out to, like, conquer, and it is amazing. I love how cool that game is. You've honestly sold me on this? What's this called again? Because legit, I'm going to be on the lookout for this now. Yu-Gi-Oh! The Falsebound Kingdom. It's for GameCube, and it's cheap as hell last time I checked. Hell Yeah. Uh, now, here's a Yu-Gi-Oh game I want, because I did a video on Dark Duel Stories a couple years back, and I was like, I don't like it. It's a bad game. Like, in my opinion, right? And people freaked out. People are still freaking out. People are like, um, actually, oh you're just not good at the game. I'm like, no. I'm like, I just did not enjoy the game at all. 
Don't just, you love it when that happens? When oh, when people are yeah. just like, your your opinion on this game is wrong because you're just not good at it. And it's mm -hmm. just like, well, if I have to be 100% perfect at it, is it a good game? Like, yeah. It's like, I, it sounds I like put, you enraged all three of the Dark Duel Story speedrunners. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, when I was researching that, I found out some of the other Yu-Gi-Oh games. There was one for game... I think this might even just be the Japanese Dark Duel Stories, but I want to get this particular Game Boy Yu-Gi-Oh game because it has the coolest title ever. You ready for this? Can I say it? Uh, you, you say it first. Try God Holy Advent. Try God Holy Advent. It's oh, so wow. fucking cool. <laughs> like, is, is that just... It's such a badass name. It's I've never so heard of this cool. game. It's awesome. Yeah, you, specifically, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters 3, the Tri-God tri Holy Advent. Interesting. And it's also the only instance in which the Egyptian god cards make an appearance on the Game Boy Color. Oh, so the, this one wasn't, wasn't Dark Duel Stories. Our, or Tri-God Holy Advent is a reference to um the egyptian god cards they they kind of mm -hmm. got all like messed up with the naming conventions kind of like final fantasy where it's like the dark duel stories we got here was actually the previous game over there but dark duel stories the title was used there a game before our dark duel story it, it's a whole mess of continuity but um whichever one is a quote try god holy advent is the one that has references to the egyptian god cards in it I want it boxed because because like it's such a conversation piece. You get in a box, you put in a protector, you throw it on the coffee table in your game room, right? That's mm -hmm. why you have to protect it, right? People be like, oh, what's that? And you're like, oh, you know, it's just Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monster 3, the Tri-God Holy Advent. Some of the games sealed are so expensive just because they have cards in them. Like, I mm -hmm. think it's Dark yep. Duel Story Sealed is like close to a thousand dollars because it has Blue Eyes, Exodia, and something else. And then and the it's, one... it's the only way to get those specific versions of those cards. So they're they're highly, highly sought after collectibles. Oh, yeah. And then the one uh, the one promo I really want to get is Sinister Serpent, because that's one of my favorite cards of all time. And thankfully, mm -hmm. that one's not too expensive because it's been banned since forever and people don't really have nostalgia for Sinister freaking serpent like i do but exodia right. and blue eyes are just whoo god those cards are pricey i had to, to think uh, not those exact like are, are we talking about just those exact ones yeah or like those like, exact printings those specific ones yeah because there's multiple incredible. versions there's multiple like there's so many different versions of blue eyes and exodia that are in print but most of them aren't really worth anything but mm -hmm. those versions are worth a lot. Yeah. For true, true, uh, true things for the hardcore of the hardcore to, to look for, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're have, totally have we have we mentioned Yu-Gi-Oh! The Sacred Cards in this yet? I, I, I think we touched on it briefly. Yeah, because that was looking because I was looking through since we're talking about it. I was looking through the list of different Yu-Gi-Oh! games and I recognized it as being like one of the childhood games I played on the GBA. And I remember just adoring this game. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it kind of it was like a card game, but it was also like an RPG at the same time. And like there were oh, thousands like of different cards you, you could like earn by beating other characters. And I, I remember some of the, the 
like the boss card battles being super fun um i just yeah it was that was a card that i played the hell out of when i was a kid if you have played uh sacred cards and loved it like i did uh you should totally check out uh with a legally acquired rom <coughs> uh you should definitely check out <laughs> legal <coughs> you should definitely i have it on my everdrive <coughs> you should definitely check out um uh rich chef of destruction which is the direct yes. sequel and oh my god so you have played it and you know exactly i haven't how played it but i know about it it's so bone crushingly difficult it is mm-hmm. soul crushing but when you beat the first duelist you're like yes it is the dark souls of card game games <laughs> amazing would you say it's the cuphead of dark souls card games i'm going to say oh it's it's the shovel knight of the sim souls that's, that's, that's pretty Todd Howard of you. Yeah, it's very Peter Molyneux of me. <laughs> that's a reference. So, so completely going in a different direction. I promised I'd tell a story I've told y'all before on this episode, because this is my one really big Yu-Gi-Oh story. And this is how I think in the fourth or fifth grade, I was part of the reason Yu-Gi-Oh got banned at school. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Because here's the thing, back then, th- this isn't video games, this is card games. Like, I was way into the game. I was way into collecting. I had a bunch of cards. I had a brother-in-law who owned a card shop in Louisiana, so sometimes he'd give me packs. There was a card shop near my grandmother's house that did trades, so, you know, I'd try to, you know, trade for other people's cards, then trade up in value. Like, I gotta be honest, I was, I was, it was probably one of the smartest things I did while I was a dumb, dumb kid. So here's the funny thing as well. When you're playing on the playground, you don't really know much about ban lists or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you do, like, who's going to, who's going to referee that? Like, playground do you think, a, do you think a group, rules. yeah, playground, do you think a group of freaking like preteens are, are going to pay attention to that? I no. mean, no. I definitely tried to enforce it, and as a result, I did not have many friends. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one we one banned card we knew about, if only because even then it was kind of a meme. Pot of greed. But what does it do? Mm-hmm. It's so complicated. I don't know what it does, so but I can tell you what we made it do. Yeah. So here's what we do. To here's what our playground rules were. So we'd gather up and, you know, you, there'd be a crowd of us over. Uh, there was like a little kickball slash baseball diamond area on the playground. And we'd gather by the fence there and we'd set someone would set down like. You know, we, oh, here's the thing. Our cars were beat to hell because we'd be playing, playing on the gla- on the grass unless someone like set down glass. a hoodie. Right? <laughs> You're just on playing your cars dog on broken glass. No, no, but like on the grass there. Right. Mm hmm. And it'd be like, all right, so if we're going to play it, what you do is so you're we allowed we, we were in like freaking school, right? We didn't have money. So we take bets on games where people could bet their own cards. Oh, God. And what we do is we make a pot. So, so at the beginning of the game, someone would set a pot of greed out next to their side of the field. And that pot of greed would be where people would like put the stuff they were betting on them. Like, oh so if someone put, like someone really believed in you, they'd put like uh, I think the best I ever got was uh, one of the blue eyes reprints. Damn. And they, you know, they put that down on your side, which means that they're betting that on you. But no matter what. Which which means that, you know, if 
you lose if you lose, the other person gets their card. Yeah. Ooh. That's a very Spicy. generous betting system. Like, oh, I'm giving the card away. Who it goes to, nobody knows. No, no, no. If I win, they got to keep their card. Oh. Yeah, gotcha. but if, if yeah, if but, it's like if they lost, then the card goes to the person who won. Oh, yeah. Okay. So okay, that was the yeah. timer, but I need to, to finish the story. So this went on for a good like semester, like no, not even just a semester, like a good like two years almost. Not even like a year and a half. And we were just playing. And it was even funnier because like one friend of mine uh, somehow got a hold of like a pair of bootleg, uh, like very obviously bootleg cards. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. They were all really shiny and we were dumbass kids. So we're like, no, we don't care for bootlegs. They're legal here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. So eventually that was really happened, common at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So eventually, I think someone lost some sort of rare card. I think it might even been the kid who got like one of the, the really he got. Uh, I remember what it was. He had a blue eyes ultimate dragon. He lost. Oh Ooh, yeah. Except it wasn't the official one. To this day. It was one of the bootleg ones. It was literally just called the Five God Dragon. <laughs> FGD is real. That's a real no, no, card. No, no, no. Yeah, there's a five headed dragon. Yeah. Yeah, but it was with the blue eyes ultimate art. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> called so the bad. Five God Dragon. That, oh, that was no. but he got upset about it. Not the five headed. <laughs> yeah. And so his mom complained, and like I was big in this. I didn't get in trouble, but you know, I was like pretty big in this, and yeah, I was partially responsible for why after that point Yu-Gi-Oh got banned at school. Amazing. Amazing. We're basically running a betting ring. Yeah. A totally legal betting ring where the chips don't have redeemable value. <laughs> When I worked in, technically, did have redeemable value because a lot of the cards I won, I take to like the card shop afterwards. Like that's how I got like injection fairy lily and stuff. Yeah, that's. It's interesting. It's interesting that you talk about this because I like you know, uh, just a a a few years ago, I was working in like before and after school care for kids, and that kind of stuff still happens, and we have to like watch out for it. Like there was like a whole like betting ring around like Pokemon cards recently. Were they actually <laughs> playing the game? Yeah, they, they knew how to play. Mostly, I actually, I kind of felt bad because I taught them how to play, but then they started this betting ring. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's amazing because none of the kids yeah. that collected Pokemon cards actually knew how to freaking play it, and it made me so no, frustrated. I, I actually taught them how to play. I taught them the rules and everything. That's awesome. And yeah. then they turned around magic, and started too. a gambling ring. Yeah. Yeah, then they turned around and started a gambling ring, and then we had to create... We didn't ban it outright. We just created a, a lot of rules around it. Like, so they could still play and they can still, like, you know, if they wanted to trade, it had to be one for one card trades because they were kids. They, they, you know, were likely trade their whole collection for a single card they want and they didn't understand the values of cards. So we're just like, okay, well, if you're doing trades, it's one for one card trades. Like, yeah. it's just the way it is. Yeah. And like, um, you can't like play games for cards and stuff like that. So we we got it like under control. But there's, it, I just found it funny because I was just like, yeah, there was a whole gambling ring around Pokemon, in like the, or with the kids that I was like working with. It's really funny. So what you're saying is the note we need to end on tonight is PSA: 
is your kid running a gambling ring based around children's card games? It's more <laughs> likely than you think. Free PC check. Free PC check. <laughs> <laughs> Saren, where can people find you? I am uh, the Gecko Guild on Twitch.tv. So come hang out with me on Twitch.tv slash the Gecko Guild. Uh, I play a lot of indie games there. Um, also, I am on YouTube under the same name, The Gecko Guild. I have a Discord channel called The Gecko Guild. Basically, anywhere that you you can think of that you want to find me and you want to hang out with me and play games or watch things about games, it's The Gecko Guild. Absolutely. Seriously, their stuff is fantastic. You should check it out. Mm, thank you. You're fantastic. Uh, oh, no, you're fantastic. And you. And you. But uh, I have been Jamie. I've been Jazzy. And I'm like That's Saren. And if you would like to support Speedrun, then you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash stuffweplay because this is part of Stuff We Play. Get episodes one week early, access to early content, and your names in the credits of our YouTube videos. Also, we have a physical merch tier. So if you want like a, a cool patch, look into that tier. If you have ideas for future episodes of speedrun or suggestions for the show for the show you can either message me at jamie at stuffweplay.com or jazzy at jazzy at stuffweplay.com or join us in the stuff we play discord server so with that thank you very much for listening stay classy and we'll see you next time bye see ya